Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and I am hyped to break down this matchup against the Colts on Sunday. It's a big weekend for the Titans. Not only do they host their longtime division rival, the Indianapolis Colts, with a chance to send them to 0-3 and take a strong lead in the AFC South, but they are also hosting some Houston Oilers legends, and they plan to celebrate and honor the Houston Oilers legacy. So a lot going on for the Titans this weekend. A big-time matchup. A lot on the line on the field. I'm going to tell you my keys to victory for the Titans. I have two on offense and two on defense. Then we are going to zoom in, look at some individual matchups, both on defense and offense, that will go a long way to determining whether or not the Titans can come out victorious in this game. And then, of course, to cap off of Football Friday, we're going to have some fun with some ancillary topics here. We are going to talk gambling and keeping it plus 100. I'll tell you how I would bet the Titans game. We're going to talk fantasy advice and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. We're going to check out what else is going on in the AFC South over the weekend. And then of course, I will give you guys my updated game and score prediction. We'll also talk a little bit of injury as well. So every single angle Every single aspect that you can break down this game, I got you guys covered on a Football Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go, Titans fans. It is time to break down this game. Now, before we do, I just want to thank you for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen of the day. Make sure after you are done listening to the Locked on Titans podcast that you check out the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. It relaunched on Monday, September the 20th with brand new hosts. They have Eric Crocker for the player scouting aspect. They have Ryan Tracy for the analytics aspect. Make sure you follow the Locked on NFL Draft podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get podcasts. Again, a perfect Second listen after your first listen, the Locked on Titans podcast, and I do appreciate that. Speaking of that, got to remind you guys, I'm going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked on Titans podcast, not only during the season, but all year long. Make sure that you never miss an episode of the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world by subscribing to the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Subscribe to the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Smash that notification bell so you know when my content goes goes live. Check me out on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans for my film analysis and film breakdowns and check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans pod. But with all of that housekeeping out of the way, it is time to dive into my keys to victory on offense and defense. And number one, we are going to start on the offensive side of the ball. The Titans have to run the ball. They need to be themselves in this game. The Colts are allowing 120 yards per game on the ground through two weeks. That is 30 yards more than the 90 yards they allowed on the ground per game in 2020. So a significant difference there. The defense is not as good as it was last year, at least early on. Not only that, but when you consider Derrick Henry's success and basically his 
his lone and rare success against the Indianapolis Colts since Matt Eberflus took over the Indianapolis Colts defense in 2018. They have only a, allowed a three uh, 100-yard rushing performance three times. All three of those are Derek Henry. He went for 178 last year. He went for 103 last year, and he went for 149 in the last game against the Colts in 2019. So not only are the Colts more susceptible to the run right now, but Derrick Henry has had a lot of success against them, especially lately. Feed the big dog. Also, no turnovers for the Titans. That's got to be a big key. Right now, the Titans have four turnovers on the year. They only had 12 all of last year, and there's an extra game in this season. So the Titans are definitely going to go past 12 turnovers on offense this year, but they can't let one of those come in this game. Number one, you're going to be playing against a watered-down quarterback situation, whether that be Carson Wentz on two bum ankles, whether that be Brett Hundley, who was a street-free agent not long ago, whether that be Jacob Eason, which all signs point to the Colts not being very confident in Jacob Eason. Either way, the Titans are going to be playing against an inexperienced or watered-down quarterback. The Colts' offense has been struggling throughout the season, the first two weeks of the season anyways. What you don't want to do is give a struggling offense with a bad quarterback situation, good field position, and an easy chance to get points. The Titans have basically put the ball on the one-yard line two weeks in a row for the opposing offense. They cannot do that against this uh, middling Colts offense. They just cannot make it easier for them. In that vein, I also think that the Titans need to protect Ryan Tannehill at all costs, and I think that includes max protection. So keep a tight end in. Keep a running back in to pass block. Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to have success against this Colts defense if he just has time to get the ball out of his hands. You don't have to be complicated. Don't put any of your offensive linemen on an island by themselves. Allow Ryan Tannehill to deal. The Titans wide receivers are talented enough to get open against this secondary, even in mass protection. So I just want to make sure that the Titans don't put Ryan Tannehill out there to drive. If he gets time, the Titans are going to have success in the air. Also, the Colts' pass rush has been struggling, and that was a big question mark for them coming into the season. We know about DeForest Buckner at defensive tackle, but they're relying heavily on rookie Quiddy Pay at uh, defensive end. Uh, Comico Ture also is a guy. Uh, ben Bonigo is a guy that they're relying on, and when you look at those names outside of DeForest Buckner, you can see why they might be struggling early on. You can't help that pass rush by getting in third and long situations when they can pin their ears back and get to Ryan Tannehill. You run the ball and make sure that you're in good third and medium, third and short situations. You max protect and pass protection so that Ryan Tannehill has time to make completions because that's all the Titans are really going to need. The Colts right now have four sacks. That's 15th in the NFL. They have five quarterback knockdowns. That's 23rd. They have two hurries on the year. That is dead last, and they've only had 11 pressures. That's 30th right now. So don't help out this pass rush by getting yourself in third and long situations, trying to be something that you're not. And don't help them anymore by letting them get one-on-one -on -one situations against a Titans offensive line that has struggled in pass protection early in the year. So for me on offense, the Titans got to run the ball, and they also got to make sure that they don't have any silly turnovers to help out this Colts offense. On defense for the Titans, stop the run. It's really that simple. Uh, the Colts averaged 124 yards a game on the ground in, tw in 2020. They were 1-3 in three in games where they rushed for under 100 yards. Also, on the flip side, 
in 2020, the Titans were 6-1 and one in games where they held their opponent to under 100 rushing yards. So if the Colts are under 100 rushing yards in 2020, they went 1-3. and three. If the Titans hold the opponent under 100 rushing yards in 2020, they were 6-1. and one. Make that 7-1 and one if you consider that the Titans held the Seahawks to 77 rushing yards last week. So make sure you stop the run plus. I've talked about the inexperienced quarterback. Don't help out the quarterback situation for the Colts by allowing them to just run the ball and make it easy on that quarterback. Put him in third and long situations. Whoever it is, I don't really care. Wentz, Hunley, Eason, I don't care. Don't give them easy situations and allow the Colts to get things going on the ground to make it easy on that watered-down quarterback situation. Also, the trenches, man. I don't know if you guys are noticing the theme here, but it's all about the trenches in this game. Pressure, pressure, pressure from the Titans' defensive line. Right now, the Colts have the second-worst pass-blocking rating per pro football focus at a 43.5. They are struggling in that area. They've allowed six sacks. The Titans have five sacks on their own in the first two weeks. I think it should be six, but whatever. We won't debate that right now. Again, don't let a bad quarterback situation have time. The Titans need to get pressure with their front four. If that doesn't work early on, then go ahead and start blitzing. You can't let that quarterback sit back there and feel comfortable and get in a rhythm. Make them struggle and confuse the quarterback. I would expect the Titans to use some high-level zone blitzes, disguising their coverages, especially on third down. So those are my keys to victory on offense and on defense for the Titans from a big-picture standpoint. We are going to zoom in here and talk about the individual matchups to watch next. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys about the best-tasting protein bar ever from our friends over at Built Bar. They have a ton of delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. And right now, they have a limited-time flavor. It is the Cookie Dough Crunch, and my God, it is delicious. You get really good cookie dough flavor. There's some extra texture in there with the crunch. It just makes it a delicious bar. I'm not on a diet or anything like that. I eat Built Bars just as a candy bar because they taste that good. But they're healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, they're high fiber, great as a healthy meal substitute or just a guilt-free snack. Either way, make sure you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's continue this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about the uh, big picture keys to victory for the Titans on offense and defense. On offense, run the ball and no turnovers. On defense, stop the run and pressure, pressure, pressure the quarterback. But now let's talk about the individual matchups that I think will go a long way in determining who wins this game. And number one, we are going to start on the offensive side of the ball. Derrick Henry, the king, against Darius Leonard, one of the best, maybe the best, inside linebacker in the NFL. So right now, Darius Leonard has the seventh best run defense grade per pro football focus at a 74.4. Last year, he had 132 tackles. He was a pro bowler. He was a first-team all-pro. The guy is an absolute monster. There is a reason they call him the maniac. He is the prototypical sideline-to-sideline athletic physical linebacker, and it could give Derrick Henry trouble because he is the only guy out on that field who really has the, the physical skills and the physical traits to try to combat Derrick Henry. They're going to meet in the hole a couple of times in this game, and whoever wins that matchup will probably lead their team 
to victory. Next, the interior of the offensive line against DeForest Buckner. I talked about the inexperienced and young defensive line members of the Colts outside of Buckner, which means you just can't let that man totally ruin the game. You can't let DeForest Buckner go Chandler Jones. He has the ability to do that. The Titans' interior offensive line needs to make sure that they don't allow him to completely disrupt the game plan. And remember, I talked earlier about the Titans being a max protection. Keep a tight end in. Keep a running back in. Well, one of the reasons you want to do that is then you can allow a double team on the interior to take care of DeForest Buckner and not let him completely disrupt what the Titans want to do. He had 10 tackles for loss last year. He had 10 sacks last year. Also, a first-team All-Pro. So, you don't want to let that guy wreck the game plan. Make those other young, inexperienced defensive linemen kill you, and I have a feeling that they won't be able to do that. So, that's a big matchup, the interior of the Titans offensive line against DeForest Buckner. And then uh, my third matchup here is A.J. Brown against the secondary of Indianapolis. Of course, they have a good cornerback in Xavier Rhodes, who did return to the practice field on Thursday for the Colts. But also, you look at their other cornerbacks, Kenny Moore, Rocky Sin, at safety, Kari Willis, Julian Blackman. I mean... While they play well in the scheme, it's not an incredibly talented group of secondary members. So I expect A.J. Brown to have a big-time bounce-back game after the drops early in the season. I think A.J. Brown is about to go nuts. He had 98 yards and a touchdown in the 46-25 to victory over the Colts last, uh, last year. I think A.J. Brown has a big bounce-back game uh, on Sunday. I also just want to mention, this is kind of a bonus for you guys, but Corey Blossom game. I don't have an individual matchup for someone on the defense he's going against, but the Colts run four-man fronts. And what the Titans like to do against four-man fronts when there are more second-level defenders. See, I talked earlier this week about how the Seahawks put six players on the line of scrimmage. And the Titans went heavy tight end and spread or condensed the formation but spread out the tight ends and didn't use a fullback. They did that because the line of scrimmage had more defenders. But if you put more defenders on the second level, and you have four-man front with four-man behind, now you don't need as many people on the line of scrimmage to block because there aren't as many people on the line of scrimmage on defense, and you can use a fullback to help you make those blocks at the second level because there are more second-level defenders. So I would expect Corey Blossom game after only having a couple of snaps last week because of the schematic advantage the Titans needed to attack. I would expect Corey Blossom game to have a big role in this game blocking as the fullback. So that's kind of a bonus player to watch for you guys on offense. On defense, Harold Landry against the right tackle for the Indianapolis Colts, Julian Davenport. So Davenport right now has been one of the worst offensive tackles in the NFL through two weeks. He has a 30.8 pass blocking grade per pro football focus. He's allowed 13 pressures already. This year, that's insane. And Harold Landry is going to have a great opportunity to go up against him all day long. Harold Landry has eight hurries on his own so far this year and one sack. I would expect him to get a sack in this game and put constant pressure on whoever ends up being the Indianapolis Colts uh, quarterback. I think Harold Landry has been the best pass rusher for the Titans early in the season, and they're going to need him to take advantage of that matchup. And even if they move people around, the Titans need to attack that right tackle position in the pass rush. Then, a matchup we all love to watch, Jeffrey Simmons against Quentin Nelson. I don't need to give you guys any numbers, any grades, any analysis. 
These are two of the best in the NFL at their positions. And anytime those two big dogs match up, it's always fun football to watch. So if Jeffrey Simmons, see, we talked about stopping the run for the Titans. Well, if Simmons can win the matchup with Quentin Nelson, then the Titans are going to stop the run. So that's very important to watch going forward. And then Jackrabbit Jenkins against Michael Pittman Jr. And some of you guys may be saying, hey, Christian Fulton should go up against Michael Pittman. I don't think that I agree. Christian Fulton should be able to flow on the other faster wide receivers like a Zach Pascal, a Paris Campbell, guys who have more speed and quickness because, well, Christian Fulton has more speed and quickness than Jackrabbit. Let Jackrabbit who's played against these physical wide receivers throughout his career, let him go up against the physical Michael Pittman Jr. You can let him take him one-on-one throughout the game, and you can focus your coverage elsewhere to not allow other people to beat you. It's something that Bill Belichick does a lot of the time. You put your number two cornerback on the number one wide receiver, you give them a little bit of safety help, and then the rest of your defense can do the job. I think that's a good plan for the Titans. Pittman did kind of break out last week. Eight catches, 123 yards against the Rams with a cornerback like Jalen Ramsey. So I think that's the right way to go. Jackrabbit with a little bit of safety help. That should help. So far this year, Jackrabbit's been targeted 15 times. He's allowed 11 catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. Not great early on, but of course, he did match up against DeAndre Hopkins in that first game, and that's a tough task for anybody. So those are my matchups to watch, my player battles to watch for this game. They're going to go a long way in determining whether or not the Titans can take a major lead in the AFC South. We are going to cap off this Football Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, having a little bit of fun. We're going to talk gambling. We're going to talk fantasy. We're going to talk the AFC South, the rest of the AFC South at least. We are also going to update you guys on my game and score prediction. So excited to jump into that. Before we do, got to tell you guys about RunYourPool.com. After two weeks of the NFL regular season, season, there is still time to make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. RunYourPool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools 33 and more. Right now, I am personally running a confidence pool at runyourpool.com with some friends from my childhood. Basically, you go in every week, you pick which team you think is going to win each game, but then you assign a confidence score, uh, 1 through 16. How confident are you that the outcome you picked will happen and you get points for, you know, if if I put a one, that means I'm most confident and I get some good points if I if the team that I pick does win there. So it's a lot of fun. Make sure that you go to runyourpool.com right now and check out all the different custom pools that they offer. Week week two was much stronger for the public. The public went 10 and 6 in Pick'em and only 10% of pools were knocked out in the Survivor. So there's still a ton of survivor pools that you can join. You can start. Revival pools are starting now for people who got eliminated in the first two weeks. There's a pick five contest. It's still open. You can enter that and win weekly prizes. Both the NBA and the NHL are on the horizon. So if you're you know, already in a couple of pools for the NFL, you can get some other sports pools started. Check them out today and you'll get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout. 
anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. Don't miss out. The NFL season is off to an exciting start, so go to runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Also got to tell you guys about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your pro and college football action. They have tons of different contests going on right now. They always have updated odds and props. They have everything from football to basketball to baseball, even Vegas casino games. So make sure you go to betonline.ag today. They're the fastest way and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's cap off this Football Friday game preview by having a little bit of fun here. We're going to go over some additional topics, some ancillary topics, cover this game from other angles that are a little more frivolous, like the gambling aspect and keeping it plus 100. So right now, as I'm looking at the line, the Titans are five-point favorites. That's kind of high, in my opinion. I could see that going down to four and a half at some point as well, but I don't know that I would bet that. The Titans and Colts always seem to play it close. I know that, you know, there was a little bit of uh, double-digit scores last year, but throughout the years, going back way further than just last year, the Titans historically struggle with the Colts. And I'm going to say this, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like it, but the Titans have a tendency to let us down in these situations. When it seems like they should win, when the team that they're playing has a ton of adversity, the Oilers are in the building and the Titans are doing a, a big celebration of all these different guys and honoring the Oilers. Whenever the Titans are in this kind of spot, they let us down. They just do. It just happens all the time. So for me, I'm the kind of guy I always say, I don't want my heart and my wallet to hurt. I'm not betting the Titans with five point giving up five points. That's a lot, man. That's just a lot. I would not do that if I were you either. You're gonna be mad you lost money and just incredibly angry if the Titans lose. I would probably avoid that. That's a little bit too too many points. If it was like two, two and a half, I'd be all over that. But I definitely think this could be a field goal game. The over under is 48. I would lean under, quite honestly, but I'm not messing with a 48. That's that's way Way too crazy. If I could get a tease here, get the Titans plus two, get the over-under down to 41, and then go over. Now we're talking. Now we are talking. I would, I would, I would look to do that if you really wanted to put some action on this game at betonline.ag. Uh, let's move to the fantasy aspect of this game in my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview. Uh, shout out to my Kanye fans out there, of course. But uh, I personally would be starting my Titans if I'm in season long. I'm starting Derrick Henry, of course. I'm starting A.J. Brown. I'm starting Julio Jones. Uh, I'm starting Ryan Tannehill. I think the Titans' offense could have some success in this game. And although it's not going to be 38 points, 33 points, things like that, I still think the Titans' offense could produce a good fantasy day. For daily fantasy, I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but I might go with the Titans' defense. They're going to be very, very cheap. You're going to play against a watered-down quarterback situation. I've said that a hundred times in this episode. I will never say that phrase again for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm maxed out. But either way, I think the Titans' defense could give you a, if if things go really well for the Titans, and it's and it 
You know, like a lot of you guys are saying you think the Titans will win big in this game. Okay, if that happens, the Titans' defense will be a good fantasy play this week, and I bet that they'll get a turnover or two against the quarterback situation of the Colts. So I'm looking at the Titans' defense and, and daily fantasy this week. I think that could be a solid option. I'm looking at A.J. Brown big time in daily fantasy, looking at Derrick Henry big time in daily fantasy. I might shy away from Julio Jones for the moment. He might get Xavier Rhodes on him. Uh, I'll probably shy away from the tight end situation in any capacity, but I think A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, the Titans defense could be good value in daily fantasy. Let's check out the AFC South. Uh, the Texans lost on Thursday night to the Panthers. The score of that game is escaping me right now, but uh, the Texans are you know now with Davis Mills at quarterback. The Texans are turning back into the roster that we all thought they were. So I'm glad they got their little one and zero AFC division lead for one week in Week One, but that's over with now. So see you, Texans. Catch you in the draft next year. Um, the Jaguars are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm telling you, I know the Jags look bad in the first couple weeks. I know that the Cardinals are 2-0. and But this is a game. This is just one of those games in the NFL where we see things get squirrely. I would definitely look to tease the Jags, get extra points there. If I could get 14-and-a-half points for the Jags at home, 14-and-a-half points for a home underdog, Man, that sounds awesome. And I know, I know the Jags have been really bad, but the NFL works in mysterious ways, folks. I do want to update you guys on this, some of the injury news. Uh, Carson Wentz practiced on Friday. I think it's kind of a ruse personally, but who knows? Maybe he'll be able to play. Go ahead, play with two sprained ankles. Go ahead, Carson. I mean, whatever. I don't think it really changes much for the Titans. Um... Taylor Lewan practiced all week. Mike Vrabel said on Friday, Taylor should be good to go, start, and do his job. Makes his leaving in pregame last week really weird. If your injury was bad enough during the pregame last week that you couldn't play in the game, how are you healthy enough to instantly practice all week as a full participant and then start and be ready to go? I don't know. It's just... Just, just weird. Something's just weird about that. But moving forward, Jayon Brown is back. He's going to be able to play in this game. Caleb Farley, Derek Roberson are out. Um, any other ones that come to mind for me here? Literally, I got all this injury news right before I hopped on to record. No, so Jayon Brown in. Um, Roger Saffold, I think he's going to be able to play in this game. He looked pretty good and, and, and was limited, but I think he's going to be able to go. Bud Dupree, questionable. In this game, so that's something to watch there. But I think the Titans are in a good spot when it comes to health. Bud Dupree is a little questionable. Roger Saffold's questionable. But Ben Jones is going to be able to play. Taylor Lewan's going to be able to play. Jayon Brown is going to be back. Um, so, I mean, overall, pretty good bill of health for the Titans. Now, for my game prediction, I know that we've talked about a bunch of different things, but I'm sticking with the prediction I had at the end of Crossover Thursday. I think the Titans win this game, but I think it's way too close for comfort. I am guessing 24 to 23. I could also hear 27 to 23. That would make a lot of sense, but I think this is going to be closer than any of us really want it to be. Either way, I am going to be back with you guys on Sunday night on YouTube on Monday morning on the podcast to break down everything that took place in this big-time game in a big-time weekend for the Titans. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream so you do not miss my instant reaction breakdown to that game. Also, been doing a lot of great film work, and there's more coming on the horizon. I 
got some exciting news for you guys next week. But either way, make sure you check me out on Twitter at Tic Tac Titan so you don't miss any of that film work. Also, just want to thank you guys. All kinds of well wishes, all kinds of support throughout the week. Um, you know, obviously I've been dealing with some things in my personal life that have messed with the content schedule, but you guys have all been very understanding, and I appreciate you guys all so much. I appreciate the fact that the Locked on Titans podcast is your first listen of the day every day. That is something that is not lost on me. I'm very grateful and, like I said, appreciative to all of you guys for that. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. We will be back on Sunday night to break down this game. That's going to do it for me today, though. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.